it feels good to walk down that ramp on my own two feet for a change. Everybody else got brave when I got injured and then suspended. But then unsuspended, and then suspended again, and then arrested, and then out of the biggest match of my career. But the man is back. Back on my own two feet, and back in the main event of WrestleMania. Let's not forget, this is the match that I set in motion. I was the one who picked Ronda Rousey, and then, of course, Charlotte Flair got shoehorned in there by Vince McMahon. But I, I had to earn my way into my match twice. Once by winning the Royal Rumble, and the other way back in was by playing Ronda Rousey like a fiddle. Lads, lads, do you know, do you know how hard it is to play mind games on a woman with no brain? But I did it, I did it. I got Ronnie so wound up she did my bidding for me. Thanks for that Ronda, you little weirdo. I'll repay you at WrestleMania by taking your title and ripping your arm off. Congratulations. You finally made it in my main event. Yes, the Golden Girls main event. While you were off getting suspended, arrested, doing everything you could to stay out of that ring, I've been putting in all the work. Let me tell you something, sweetheart. It is one thing to be hot for six months, but I've been hot for four years. That's why I was chosen. I was chosen to get the job done. You wanna know why the WWE Universe supports you? because all of them feel sorry for you. Like I felt sorry for you. Like Ronda Rousey felt sorry for you this Sunday. And no matter how hard you try to spin it, you got a handout. Never in my life have I seen someone do so little, but take credit for so much. Look at me, Becky. That's why I'm gonna have to make you and Ronda Rousey relevant again when you bow down to the queen. <laughs> Miss WrestleMania. Woo! Ah, shut your face, you dope, you plastic face. Dope. You've had this division by the throat for four years. You did nothing with it. I came along and now we're the main event of WrestleMania. So I don't think we need a queen, probably never did. What we need is the man.
The Bell is Wrong. Welcome to another edition of In Ring Reality. I, of course, am your host, Razman's Reality, and this is your WWE SmackDown live review edition for the week, special this week, because yours truly recounts attending the event live and in person in Dayton, Ohio at the Urban J. Nutter Center. And because I was there in person, yours truly, Razman's Reality, also attended 205 Live. So for one week only, you will get a recount of 205 Live as well. So the night began for me around 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time when I arrived at the arena. The gate that I went in was the same gate that was right near the buses. So I decided why the heck not see if I arrived early enough to catch some of the talent coming out of the bus to get something signed. It turns out that I arrived too late and they actually got out of the buses around 4 p.m. So lesson learned for next time. I did meet some cool fans in line while waiting for the show. Even had a couple of people recognize me from my work here and on YouTube in the past. So that was pretty darn cool for me. Then we went inside. Set we being me and my cousin that is. We went inside sat down, had some hot dogs and some M&M's, and then the first dark match of the night was Lou Gallows and Carl Anderson defeating Sanity. Anderson and Gallows were incredibly over here, as you would expect them to be, with Anderson being a hometown Cincinnati, Ohio boy. It's always good to see someone come back to the home state done Right. We were then told to get loud as we were about to go live on USA Network. SmackDown begins with the arrival of Shane McMahon, who explains his actions from Sunday at Fastlane by saying he's tired of everyone in his life, not just the fans, but everyone who's ever wanted anything from him. He's sick of it, and he's going to take it out on the Miz again on the grandest stage of them all at WrestleMania thus making that rumored match official. This was very, very cool to hear in person. A lot that went down as far as crowd reaction. Some people still cheer Shane because it's just such instinct and so ingrained in our mind to cheer Shane, but a lot of people, as you would expect being the Ohio correlation, were very much against Shane McMahon and his actions. So this really was... The best place for Shane McMahon to have gone to start this heel turn, showing up in another Ohio city after what he did to the Miz, because the crowd was all over him. And if you heard the show, you know that that was indeed the case. The first match of the night on the SmackDown broadcast was Aleister Black, Ricochet, and the Hardy Boys against The Bar, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Rusev. My goodness gracious, this was amazing. You know, I said what I said on Sunday, and I stand by it about the fall from grace of Rusev and Nakamura, but all eight of these men just worked their butts off, and there was so much action, I couldn't even begin to even tell you what all happened and how to keep it straight. I mean, it just seemed like you blinked, and there was something else in front of you that was happening. It was just absolutely insane. The Hardys 
were so over, as they always have been. Ricochet was incredibly over, especially when he hit stuff like his standing 450 and all of his dives and everything else. I mean, you just, if you've never seen Ricochet live, good luck trying to keep up with Ricochet because it was something else. It was by far the best match of the night. The best segment of the night? No. The best segment of the night is the one you heard opening up the show, and it's not just me being biased, I'll explain it further. The match ends up being a no contest, however, as the New Day arrives to an absolutely thunderous ovation. The New Day was so incredibly over, like, even Kofi's over, the entire New Day was over to the point to where the floor literally shook underneath my wheels when the New Day arrived. They could not be more over. And they clear the ring, trying to get what's theirs in terms of Kofi Kingston getting his WrestleMania spot. Then, in a pre-tape promo, which was disappointing for yours truly being a part of the live crowd, but nonetheless, the Usos were in a smoky hallway type area. Nice effects from WWE there. And they were on the screen talking about how they see the New Day out there trying to take what's theirs. And they want to know which tag team is going to step up from all those tag teams that they just saw and have a shot at them at WrestleMania. It felt really out of place, but I think they did it specifically because they knew what was going to come down the pipe later on in the night. So I'll excuse it. And I think it was to remind people that, yeah, Xavier Woods and Big E are a thing as well. So I, I do think... That was the purpose here. Next up, Randy Orton arrives. He got a full entrance. You guys didn't see it, those that watched on USA, but the live crowd there got to cheer for Randy or boo Randy, whatever they wanted to do with a full entrance. But he arrives to cut a promo on one, the phenomenal AJ Styles, and proceeds to tell him, look, this isn't the house that AJ Styles built. I was here in 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005 while you, AJ, and your little indie buddies were working gymnasiums and working for no money and down in Florida working with Dixie Carter, which was absolutely tremendous, the fact that they referenced TNA. Like, that got such a reaction from myself and everybody there. That that was unbelievable to actually see them go there in that promo. AJ then responds by saying, whoa, Randy, for a dude that makes fun of the indies so bad and doesn't like where I came from so badly and wants to talk about, hey, I was always here. You had to work your way here. For somebody that believes all that, you sure did follow my career closely, which was a huge burn moment for the live crowd. They then proceed to continue to go back and forth for a little bit and AJ's just finally like, hey, look, man, you're right. I did have to earn my way here. But look at that locker room. My indie buddies, the locker room is full of them, and every one of them did it too. So you want your house back, Randy? Come and take it, pointing at the WrestleMania sign. Randy Orton doesn't confirm it, however, and just walked away like the cowardly heel that he is. So we don't yet know if this match is official. One more really important thing about the promo that I... Forgot to mention in the haste of excitement of explaining 
a great promo was the fact that AJ Styles referred to the RKO as a diamond cutter wannabe. And that will come into play later on in the night. But a wonderful promo, incredibly over these two were for sure. Asuka then in a very, very short match defeated Sonya Deville. The bigger story here was that the seeds continue to be planted for the breakup of Mandy and Sonya as Sonya and Mandy blame each other for Sonya losing. Sonya gets up in Mandy's face and Mandy just walks away. So it looks like Sonya is going to be the face in this situation. But again, nothing really too much confirmed as to where it's going to go on. Is it going to go on at WrestleMania? Are they going to build it out a little bit more? We don't really know for sure what's going to happen. But keeping the women's theme going in a huge surprise for the Nathan crowd because there was no guarantee because of everything that's gone down lately. But what do we hear? And what do we see? Oh, and the man on the Titan Tron. My God, Becky Lynch was over. My goodness, she was over. Like, it wasn't just me who has her as my favorite superstar in that live crowd. I'd say about 95% of the people that were there were there hoping to see Becky Lynch. I mean, I talked earlier about the New Day getting a thunderous reaction. If there hadn't been concrete underneath me, I would have gone floating in the air. Between my reaction and the reaction of everybody around me, I have never heard, and I've been at a show where Dean Ambrose from Cincinnati, Ohio, was wrestling in the main event in Dayton, Ohio, against AJ Styles for the Intercontinental title a couple of years ago. So... I can speak for this and tell you the truth. I have never, ever heard a WWE reaction as loud as the one there was for the man. I mean, the crowd did not stop with the Becky Chance. To the entire commercial break, as the lights went down and they tried to get the crowd to interact with some other stuff on the Titantron, the crowd was having none of it. It's just Becky, 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 Becky. The whole entire time, and you heard the promo, the man just flat out destroyed Charlotte Flair. I mean, she annihilated Charlotte. Charlotte tried really hard to do what she does, but there were two problems here. Number one, how over Becky was. And number two, this is all stuff we've heard before, people. Charlotte has said this over and over and over and over and over and over and over since SummerSlam. I mean, this was the same stuff that she has said every single freaking time she's been out there. She does a good job of creating heat because she's going against Becky Lynch. But like Becky says, just shut up, Charlotte, you dope. Because you controlled this division for four years and you didn't do a darn thing with it. So we never needed a queen. What we needed was the man, Mike Drop. Just the coolest moment I can ever express experiencing in person. I can tell you that I don't know this for sure, but I fully believe in my heart of hearts that Becky did see me in the crowd as she was on the top rope doing her thing that she does where she raises her arms. I could swear that she was looking down at me and smiled. Almost looked like she winked at me. To an extent, and then as the promo started, 
you heard her say, Lads, lads, do you know how hard it was to play mind games on someone with no brain? I think that she said lads because she was talking about me and a couple of other guys around me that were wearing Becky Lynch shirts. I think that she specifically saw, if not just me, maybe a couple other people behind me. Although I don't know for sure if the people behind me were wearing Becky Lynch merch, but I could tell from their reactions that they were Becky Lynch fans. So I think that was a purposeful thing from Becky to say lads instead of lads and lasses or everybody do you know. To say lads in particular, I think was a very specific thing and it made me feel pretty darn cool. Next up, it was Rey Mysterio and R-Truth versus Samoa Joe and Andrade. I'm going to be completely straight with you. I'm sure this was a great match because all four of these guys are tremendous talents. Rey Mysterio gets the surprise victory here, pinning Samoa Joe and going on to possibly set himself up for a U.S. title match at WrestleMania. But yours truly didn't see hardly any of this match. Why? Because I was on Twitter and Instagram the entire time talking to those people who know what Becky Lynch means to me and also trying to get Becky's attention in hopes of possibly meeting her because of my physical disability and the fact that I can't get to go to many shows. I don't know when I'm going to get to see her again because we don't get raw here in town very much at all. So I was just trying to take my opportunity to try to get Becky's attention. I didn't meet her, but as I say, I'm very, very happy with the segment and I got some great pictures. More on that toward the end. The main event of the evening as far as the match goes was WWE Champion Daniel Bryan and Rowan defeating the team of Kevin Owens and Mustafa Ali. This match was amazing. It was so amazing to see Daniel Bryan live again for me. I haven't seen Daniel Bryan live since his ROH days, so it was a long, long time coming. First time ever seeing Mustafa Ali in person. Kevin Owens is always amazing. Just another one of these matches where it was just non-stop bell-to-bell action. And Rowan's Claw, or whatever they're calling it now, I think they're calling it something else. I can't remember. I watched Wrestle Talk this morning, but I can't remember what the actual name of it was but nonetheless that thing in person is something else to see that is one vicious vicious move and then the final segment of the night for the smackdown broadcast came with the surprise appearance of one the chairman of the board vincent kennedy mcmahon who was there to call out kofi kingston he proceeds to run down Kofi, telling Kofi, hey, you've done so much for this company, but you're a B-plus player. Playing back to Daniel Bryan and Triple H and their feud, having Daniel Bryan be the one to call Kofi Kingston a B-plus player. Kofi Kingston proceeds to talk about how he never complains for this company and does whatever this company wants him to do. He never sees his kids because he's here performing as he loves to do for us the WWE Universe. He then asked Vince, what do I need to do to earn my spot? Just tell me what I need to do so I can do it and I can move forward and get my WWE Championship match at WrestleMania. Vince then proceeds to tell him that all you need to do, Kofi, 
Next week is defeat this man, this man, this man, and this man as Kofi Kingston will be competing in a gauntlet match next week against Randy Orton, Samoa Joe, Cesaro, Sheamus, and Rowan. So I don't know if this gauntlet match next week is going to take up the entire two hours, but how flipping awesome would that be? New Day does not get an opportunity to process the information as all of those men come out from the back and a melee ensues and that is how SmackDown Live went off the air on the USA Network. 205 Live featured two semifinal matchups in the number one contenders tournament to Buddy Murphy's Cruiserweight Championship. In the first match, Cedric Alexander was victorious. In the second match, it was Tony Nese who was victorious. These guys put on great shows, but the crowd just was not there. Most of the crowd cleared out, which was a real surprise because we hadn't got our dark match main event yet. But the crowd just was not there. It was a very quiet thing. And what people say about 205 Live not succeeding to a live audience is 100 percent true as even yours truly as much as I admire and know what great athletes these guys were in these matchups these two matchups again I was hoping that Becky had seen my attempts to get her attention and I was on my phone so I'm part of the problem I apologize tremendously to Cedric Alexander and Tony Nice for being part of that problem, but 205 Live is just an issue, and the Cruiserweights deserve better. 205 Live needs to be put on before SmackDown Live. That way, you have more for the crowd to get into earlier on, and maybe, just maybe, you might have an opportunity to get all of these guys over. Whether or not WWE decides to do that is another matter entirely. We will just have to wait and see how things turn out. Your dark match main event for the live crowd was the phenomenal AJ Styles versus the Viper Randy Orton playing off that amazing promo to set up WrestleMania earlier in the night. It was a very, very physical matchup. Randy Orton wrestled very, very, very stiff. It seemed like he was wrestling stiff intentionally. I saw AJ Styles spit leave his mouth a number of times. AJ Styles got thrown right into the barricade, right in front of my face. I mean, it was pretty difficult to watch. It was a short match. AJ Styles wins with a phenomenal form, but it was exciting to see. And it was the second best match from bell to bell action that I saw and wasn't distracted by other factors on the night. So overall, it was a tremendous, tremendous experience being a part of of SmackDown Live, I thank my cousin Nathan for going with me so I don't have to go alone. As you all know, you should never trust public situations if you're in them to be by yourself, regardless if you're disabled or not. So I thank you, Nathan, for being a part of it with me. It's something I haven't had a chance to experience since 2017, so it was a really, really great time. And I had really great seats, so if you'd like to see the pictures, that I was able to obtain. You can check those out on my personal social media, which is at Razman's Reality on Instagram or Razman on Facebook. You can search Razman and look for me. I will be in the man camouflage 
set in a photo. You can search that and find me there to see all the great pictures I was able to get from SmackDown Live. That's going to do it. As always, leave any and all feedback for the show at inringrealitypodcast at gmail.com, at inringrealpod on Twitter, or at inringrealitypodcast on Instagram. Leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Help that algorithm get this show into more ears of more great wrestling fans like yourself. And as always, this has been your Razman's Reality Check.